Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast. We are taping on Tuesday, October 12th. You are listening, hopefully, on Wednesday, October 13th. It's week six of the NFL season, and I am Scott Pianowski, your co-host. We'll be joined by Yahoo Sportsbook Daily legend Frank Schwab in just a second. But before we get to these games, these picks, these spreads, these totals, I want you to know that all the lines we mentioned on this program today come from our friends at BetMGM, and they've got some great deals. If you're a new user, you can create a BetMGM account. Place your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. If that bet loses, you get that amount refunded to you back to your account in free bets. Uh, You must be 21 years old or older in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming only. Terms do apply. You can go to betmgm.com slash yahoo to get started or use the promo code yahoo when making that first deposit. So go over to BetMGM. Use our picks or fade our picks. It's up to you. Make some money. Without further ado, the man who runs the NFL, the man who bets baseball, the man who's going to be betting hockey probably in a couple hours, my buddy Frank Schwab. Aloha. Hey, what's going on, Scott? Hey, let's uh, do better, a little bit better than last week. I, I made it up in the primetime games, I'll say that, but my Colts money line bet uh, died a sad death at the end. Oh, but hey, right hey, side, man. Right was, side. Yeah, it was an in, in-game play. It just looked like, Hey, the Colts came to play. The Ravens didn't. I like the Colts still a plus number. And then they just blew it as I tore that ticket up with basically all of my Colts over nine wins tickets. So that's fine. That's that's the way it goes, I guess. But yeah, let's uh, let's get to it because, hey, there, there's money to be made this week in the NFL. Yeah, you know, I think that Monday night game was in a lot of ways symbolic of what week five was about, where teams escaping that maybe shouldn't have won. I thought the Patriots, no survivor juice in week five, but the Patriots easily could have lost to the Texans. The Vikings were almost um, done. You know, Detroit Detroit is going to lose 1917 to a long field goal kick. I guess that's that team's legacy. But if you had Minnesota and Survivor, if you had the Patriots and Survivor, uh, if you if you had if you cashed a, a tease bet on the Ravens, say you were very fortunate. Who'd you and have we, in Survivor last week, Scott? Uh, I had one Buccaneer sheet. I'm sorry, yeah, one Tampa sheet and one New England sheet. So you were sweating that New England one the whole time. I had Minnesota across the board. I said that, that there's no way the Lions are winning this at the road, and I I felt like you know death for like a minute and a half. Yeah, I was like, well, I, Mike Zimmer's getting fired through this, and then somehow, some way, Greg Joseph comes up with the game. Let's just touch on a little bit of news before we get into these games. Uh, the, the other big NFL item on Monday other than the fantastic game was that the Raiders and John Gruden have parted ways after more emails have come out and um, some of John Gruden's sorted past is starting to, to get aired out there. So uh, Gruden resigned. I, I don't know if he had much choice. Maybe he was going to get fired anyway. Assistant coach Rich Basaccia will take over uh, the interim basis. Uh, what, what do you make of the Raiders going forward, and do you have a postscript on what surely is the end of John Gruden's NFL career? Yeah, sh- I mean, shocking. Like, you know, you cover this league long enough, you're, you deal with a lot of shocking stories, but this one was just the, the, the speed in which it happened. I mean, if you would have told me Friday at noon that, hey, John Gruden's not going to be Raiders coach by the end of week five, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, hey, they're doing fine. He's three and one. And then obviously, it had nothing to do with what they did on the field. Uh, just a a bad story, a sad one. You'd hope that, you know, because these emails are sold, that we've come a long way since then in the NFL circles. 
hopefully this is a, a lesson to a lot of people in NFL circles who still feel this way and still talk this way. I, I don't know. And then, you know, I mean, there is a football aspect to this too. And I think you can look at this one of two ways in the short term, you know, people, some people are going to say, Oh, well, you know, they got their assistant coach. They're going to, they're going to get killed this week. You can also look at it as a lot of these people are probably really insulted by John Gruden and want to show him up this week. Want to show, Hey, we don't need you anyway. I don't know if long-term they're going to be able to keep that up, but I'd beware anyway. If, if, if we're looking at it, look at it as a handicapping podcast. If we're looking at this as just, oh, wow, they just lost their coach. They're going to go get blown out at Denver. I don't know that that's the way to go. I, I think you can view this two ways. So, yeah, what what did you think of the whole deal? It was just, it was obviously just a, just a gross, sad, terrible story all the way around. Yeah, you know, I had to come around on Gruden in the sense of, Good offensive coach, not a good overall coach, not a good CEO coach. He obviously had a losing record in this run with the Raiders. So uh, from a football standpoint, I, I don't know. I thought the Raiders were probably close to a 500 team. I know nobody, it's hard to go 500 in the 17-game schedule, but I thought you know, in the 16-game schedule, this would be an 8-8 eight eight team. The infrastructure is still here. I mean, Derek Carr has been with the team several seasons. He's basically the de facto offense coordinator like any veteran quarterback is. So I, I don't – it's not going to – I'm not going to make a radical adjustment to whatever my theoretical Raiders power rating was. As, as far as what Gruden said and, and what, you know, what some of his true feelings may have been, I mean, I just like to think we're making some progress when, you know, we're getting stuff like that out of the game. This, you know, uh, the stuff that he said has no place in, you know, in a league that obviously is – is very diverse in in makeup. You know, the, the, there's so much talent in the league that is you know, that is not white, and um, you know, you you, you got to be respectful of people from different backgrounds. And you would think a football coach of all people would would be aware of that, and and would be mindful of that, and would you know keep these thoughts to himself if he really felt that way. It, it's just sad to think that. And nobody wins with this. You know, I don't want to, you know, I don't want you know, to think that there are people like this in the NFL in powerful positions, but it just reminds you that there are, you know, and this, who's to say what other people and who are coaches or GMs or scouts or in positions of power who still may harbor some of these thoughts that you, you like to think we're moving forward. And I guess on a day like Monday, it just reminded me that there's just so much work to be done. And there's, uh, you know, we are not anywhere close to the social progress that I think we'd all like to see. All right, uh, with uh, that out of the way, uh, week six, you will not see the Falcons. You will not see the Jets. You will not see the Saints. You will not see the 49ers. So um, if, you, if you came for a breakdown of Zach Wilson, you'll, you'll have to go to, to Michael Salfino or Drew from Jersey or something because we can't help you. They're not playing in week six, Frank. But we got some good games. we got some interesting games. The Thursday night looks like a good one. We'll start, as always, with the Island games. The Buccaneers, fresh off their spanking of, of Miami. And Tom Brady, like to remind you, he's in the MVP race, along with some of these younger quarterbacks. Uh, they're laying seven on the road at Philadelphia. Brady's got a thumb injury. I would think that he would play, but just check on his status before you commit to anything. Again, Tampa on the road, spotting seven to Philly. Total is 51 and a half. We're not sure if we'll see Dallas Goddard. He's been put on the COVID list. He'll need a couple of... Clean tests in, in quick order before Thursday. I would think he probably won't play. Uh, Frank, what's your initial lean on Bucks and Eagles? I, I just think there's value on the Eagles here. And I, I know it's because it's basically because who's who's betting the Eagles this week? Everybody's, oh, wow, look at Tom Brady through five touchdowns, 400 yards. But they're banged up. They, they got a lot of injuries. They've not been covering spreads really that easily this year, except for last week when they just destroyed that Miami team. It just looks like garbage right now. And I, I just think, you know, Jalen Hurts can make some plays. I'm not the biggest Eagles fan in the world, but I just think this line's too inflated. We've seen weird things happen on Thursday with the short turnaround. I, I feel fairly confident taking the seven. I, I think that I think they're going to be able to make enough plays to at least stay in the game, especially against this banged up Buccaneers defense. I, I, that's wh- that's why I'm leaning. I'm probably going to punch that ticket. I think that it immediately just stuck out to me as uh, yeah, the Eagles are the right side here. Yeah, I'm probably going to be on Philadelphia, too. I, I don't think I'm going to enjoy it because I think the Eagles have a lot of problems. I think the defense can be exposed. Dallas did whatever they wanted a few weeks ago. And their offense, it just it feels like such a makeshift offense. They give up on running the ball so early in games. And I know it's part of that speaks to their offensive line. For whatever reason, the Eagles are destined to have an injury-riddled offensive line every season. I can't remember the last time they haven't. So Miles Sanders gets eliminated from games quickly and – Jalen Hurts, I don't think I can't think of any NFL player right now who has a bigger gap between real life value and fantasy value. He's a wonderful fantasy player, right? He's a top 10 quarterback just about every week because he has that rushing backboard. It feels like whenever the Eagles run in a touchdown, it belongs to Hurts. 
They've also had a really strange, I, th- I think the stat is they've had six touchdowns called back by penalty. I know a couple of them were obvious calls, but I mean, you know, offensive pass interference, not, you know, wiping out a touchdown, that always feels like a coin flip to me. I, don't, I just can't, I guess the point is, I could see Tampa Bay winning 35 to 10, or I could see this a competitive game. Maybe the Eagles get the win. But because I don't think Philadelphia is a punching bag, I have to take the home team in the seven points. And I also feel after Tampa Bay did whatever, they did not play great against New England and they easily could have lost that game. But after they did whatever they wanted last week, the Buccaneers obviously won the Super Bowl last year. Their offense is, is high power. We'll see if they get Gronkowski back. I would tend to doubt it this week, but God knows that we need him back on our fantasy team. I know you and I have a Gronkowski share on that, on that team that has everybody hurt. We'll get to more of those guys later. But I feel like Tampa Bay is a public enough team with a high-profile star off a Super Bowl win that the, the books are just going to keep making the They're going to dare you to take the other side and give you – you're going to pay a Tampa Bay tax, I can say more succinctly. This is a Tampa Bay tax for the rest of the season. And I'm just the type of guy, when you want to tax the team, make a public team, uh, you know, have them lay heavy wood, I'm just always going to hold my nose and take the dog more often than not. So I'm going to lean Philadelphia as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I If there was a way to bet the prop of like, is Tampa Bay going to finish above five – hundred against the spread this year i'd be happy to punch the no yeah i don't think they're good like you said the lines are just going to get higher and higher and higher everybody's like you know fawning over how well brady's playing and he is i'm I'm not trying to take anything away from Tom brady for sure he's playing excellent football that whole team is good but again seven points on the road against a team that's it's not a zero the eagles they're fine and as much as Philadelphia's offensive line is banged up, we also have to mention the Buccaneers' secondary. I mean, they, they were so desperate. Richard, Richard Sherman's a Hall of Famer in my mind, but, I mean, when you take him off the couch and say, look, go go play. Go play, like, in three days. We need you. Um, 60 some snaps, yeah. <laughs> right. That's how desperate they are in the secondary. We'll see if the Eagles can exploit it. So we get another London game. Uh, you're going to get up early. Will we, Scott? Will we be up early watching this one? You will. I will. I don't know if our friends in California, I don't know if producer Brett will be up early for the Dolphins and Jaguars. He can chime in if he wants to, but uh, Jacksonville is catching three uh, as the quote unquote home team. You know, Jacksonville plays a London game every year. That seems to be their thing. Uh, the total is 45. If you're so inclined, you know, this, this could be an interesting fantasy game because I like James Robinson. I like the, the form he's rounding into. I think Marvin Jones, he didn't do much last week, but I think he has a path to eight to 10 targets. Miles Gaskin, had, what was it, nine or ten catches last week, a couple of touchdowns. He had the best yards per target of any running back last year. So so maybe that's the reason to watch the game. As far as betting the game, I think both these teams are underwater. Uh, Urban Meyer doesn't seem like he's going to be in Jacksonville very long. To, I think it's kind of surprising he's even still there, to be honest with you. I, I guess I lean Jaguars, but not with any conviction. It probably won't be a game I bet. Uh, what's your angle here? Same thing I've been saying for weeks. And it's gonna be. I think it's going to be a winner more often than not. I'm taking whoever's playing the Jaguars or nothing. I, I will not back the Jaguars. I just can't do it. Like they, you know, last week they were, you know, that line was, I, I, you know what? I didn't end up punching a ticket on that one. Cause I just thought, what am I missing? Am I really this, am I really too low on the Jaguars too high, maybe too high on the Titans who aren't even healthy? I'm just going to leave this one alone. I'll pick the Titans in my pick them pools, whatever. And then Titans go out and win easily. They win by 12 and they, they were going to cover that whole time. And it's just like, yeah, I, I need to be placing hard-earned cash against the Jaguars every single week until Urban Meyer gets fired. I think more often than not, I'm going to end up on the winning side. Does this look like a team that can win a game to you? It doesn't to me. And if you're if you're playing a plus three, you better think they can win. I don't think they can win. I, I think that, you know, even like just the simple things, like get the ball to your best players at the right times. They cannot figure this out. Carlos Hyde is the guy who gets the fourth and one carry at the goal line instead of James right. Robinson when he's having a remarkable game. We all know early in the season they refused to give James Robinson the lion's share. They're giving it to Hyde. Last week, I'm thinking, you know, LaVisca Chamalt is a guy I have a lot of shares of fantasy, right? DJ Chark is out, and, and LaVisca plays well against Cincinnati. I'm throwing LaVisca in all lineups I can. And then Tavon Austin comes from the grave to, to somehow steal his targets. Like, the simple things they screw up. And if the obvious things are screwing up, the things that we can see in a box score, they're screwing up. How many little things are they screwing up? How many coverages are they playing where it's just like, what are they doing here? How many blocking schemes are they running that are just make no sense? I mean, the things that we wouldn't necessarily see with the naked eye in the first watch. I think that this coaching test just it, way in over its head. I don't think teams are very talented. Trevor does look better. Trevor Lawrence looks better. He's playing better. I think they do have a few guys, but I don't think they know how to use them. And this is not a pick for the Dolphins. Don't get me wrong. I'm not excited to back the Dolphins in any way, but I'm just going to be fading the Jaguars every single week until, again, until the coaching change happens, because I just don't think they can go out and win a game. I totally agree with all your Jaguar skepticism. My 
devil's advocate counter is just tell me anything positive. Tell me what you like about the 2021 Miami Dolphins. Tell me anything. I mean, the funny thing is, Scott, is I, you and Brissett took over. I'm like, well, Brissett's not a zero. He's not great, but he, he did have some games with the Colts. And I thought, Brian Flores is a really good coach, really good defensively. He's at least going to keep them in games. And their defense has been awful the last couple, just awful. The Colts did whatever they wanted to. Last week, Tom Brady's just carving up man coverage. Uh, Jenna Lane over at ESPN put out the stat that I, it was some ridiculous number that he completed like 27 to 31 against man coverage. And you're thinking like, if anybody's going to know Tom Brady's tendencies, aside from Bill Belichick, it should be Flores. Brian Flores, sure. who is a Patriots assistant. I don't know what's going on there. It's not good. Even the defense is let down. Their offense obviously stinks. You're right. There's, I, I can't really give you a great argument for the Dolphins. I just can't. This is just total just fade the Jaguars. Well, if that game couldn't get your juices flowing, maybe the Sunday night game will, where uh, Geno Smith, let's let's face it, he was surprisingly competent. Don't, don't in do his this, release. Scott. Don't, don't. I know you and I both had Rams tickets, and we were wondering, is Geno Smith really going to take our money, take our lunch money? But um, anyway, Geno Smith is in the saddle for probably at least four weeks, maybe longer. And Seattle travels to Pittsburgh. Uh, the Steelers did get a much-needed win over Denver last week, but they got you know the 18th hole of Ben Roethlisberger. That's been a tough team to watch. Uh, not, not Jay Harris. I hope he's ready for another 25 or 30 touches. The Steelers are four-and-a-half-point favorites at home, a very low NFL total of 41-and-a-half. Man, I, I, I don't even know where to start here because I, I don't trust either offense. Um, and I think both defenses have been dis- – I think Pittsburgh's been a little bit disappointing. I think Seattle's defense is just, a you know, at this point, an economic bad. Which way are you leaning on the Sunday night game? Uh, it's got to be Pittsburgh. And I hate to do it because I don't really trust them, especially minus four-and-a-half. But, look, there is some stuff on, on – Seahawks Twitter's lost its mind. They're they're almost welcoming the Geno Smith era of you know oh I'm we're so sick of Russ and he's overrated and all you you guys are crazy because Russell Wilson's a Hall of Famer. There's no question in the world he carries this team. And yeah, Geno played well off the bench. I don't know if that's small sample size, if it's Rams letting down, if it's just a guy getting hot for a series that that, that happens. I don't have any faith in Geno Smith. They have such a narrow tree that I, I just don't see them. I don't see anybody carrying this team. Other it, Like Geno Smith completes 10 passes, but somehow they win a game. I, I don't see that happening, especially with this defense. Do I worry that the that the Steelers aren't going to be able to really score enough to cover the spread? Yeah, I, I do worry about that. I worry about some 13-9 to 9 type of final. But I just can't. I, I just don't trust Geno enough. Russ does everything for this team, and you, you remove him from the equation. For the first time in his career, by the way, Shout out to shout out to us taking Russell Wilson, thinking he's going to be there for sixteen, you know, seventeen games. I, Russell Wilson's always there, and now he's not uh, for fantasy. But I, I just, I just can't, I just can't. It, look, if Geno goes out, falls out against the Steelers defense, which is still pretty good, uh, maybe I'll change my mind by next week. But I got to see that first. I, I'm not, I'm not there. This is one of those games that I'm not going to put a penny on. I'll pick it because you have to. Your, your Pittsburgh angles are reasonable. Um, I'm curious to see if the line rises at all. I, I could maybe be tempted with Seattle if you can give me a few more points, but um, I'm not eager to bet on this game. So I just hope for my Metcalf and Lockett shares can survive the next four or six weeks and, and maybe Russ can come back soon. But I, I agree with you. you know, Seattle's had, Wilson, I believe, hadn't even missed ever missed a practice in, until this week. I mean, that's that's how durable he's been, yeah. I mean, it's rare for him to even miss a snap. I mean, he's yeah. he's been, yeah, he's taken some hits, but... Tough dude, and now you know. It's, I, I think, yeah. Anybody on Seahawks Twitter who's like welcoming this change is just—you've lost your mind. You, you should be thankful every day to have that quarterback because he's a special once in a generation type of dude. Yeah, enjoy the CL Kraken for the next four to six while Russell gets well, and then uh, on Monday night, Buffalo looking like the best team in football right now. Um, they got the offense, they got the defense, they got an MVP candidate. They travel to Tennessee, which has Derrick Henry and. 52 other guys right now, it looks like. Uh, the, te- the Titans are five-point underdogs at home. The total is 54. You tempted to lay the wood here, or you, can you tell me a story about Tennessee? The only thing I, d- I, I will say this about the Bills, obviously they're a much better team. Like We're talking about a team that could legitimately be number one uh, in the NFL versus Tennessee, who I don't know that they are the 25. Like They're in about in that range. I think they are in DVOA, and that, that fits. Like That fits the eye test. They're... Like you said, they're just not bringing anything to the table right now. Their defense isn't good. Offensive line's not great. Their receivers are banged up. AJ AJ Brown is is still yet to really come alive this season. They got Derrick Henry, and that's it. And I think Buffalo is a good enough defense and a well coached enough to take away not take away, but at least limit one thing to where Derrick Henry's not going to go for two hundred yards. But the one thing I do worry about with the Bills is a letdown because this was 
That Kansas City game was the game circled on the calendar all offseason. We're going to go beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead where we lost the AFC Championship game. That's our game. That's the game of the year. You go into that game. You beat them by 18. Everybody's talking about you all week. How do you get back up? And maybe being on Monday night helps. I, I still think there is some juice with and with players being on primetime games because I know everybody's watching. But this, if there was ever a letdown spot, this is it. And, it, it, you know, with the plus five, maybe you could talk me into that. If I, if, if I do take the bills, it's not going to be with much confidence because I just worry, how do you get emotionally up again after your game of the year, which you absolutely blew out the Chiefs? I, the Buffalo is a great team. I feel very good to have Super Bowl shares of them. I feel very good to have Josh Allen MVP shares. But I don't really, I don't know if this is their week. I think this might be a slog for them. Yeah, the emotional handicapper in me almost has to have Tennessee. I do respect Mike Vrabel. I can't believe I'm saying this. I think A.J. Brown is somebody you could bench in fantasy. You'd have to have a, another good option. I, I wouldn't bench him for just nobody. You know, I'm not benching for Khalif Raymond or somebody, but Jacoby Myers. But he's not 100%. And I think Vrabel would love to say, look, let's try to keep limit the possessions. Let's try to keep Josh Allen and that traveling circus off the field. Let's give Derrick Henry you know, basically his – High school workload, right? You know, which he's kind of getting right now, anyway. I mean, Derrick Henry. Yeah, they would do go, it every week, anyway. Yeah, they, yeah. Let's give Derrick Henry thirty carries this week. Well, how is that any different than last week? Right, right. Yeah, maybe four or five catches too. You know what? You know what I wish I had. Um, I have no Dawson Knox and no Emmanuel Sanders. I, I I actually liked Knox into his second season, and he did so little. He dropped passes. He kind of fell out of from favor with that team. And it's what Sanders is thirty four, I think. I mean, how many 34-year-old receivers have maintained fantasy relevance? And With an Achilles injury in their past. I mean, yeah. that's... He's such a smart player, though. Sanders understands leverage, and he's gotten up to speed. I got to give uh, Brian Dable and Josh Allen credit, and, and of course, Diggs and Sanders. These guys, you know, receivers change teams. There's supposed to be an adjustment period, right? Uh, you would think Sanders has played with these guys for five years. You, you would think that Diggs you know, broke in with the Bills, uh, although he's, he's not off to the hottest start right now. But, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not worried about Stephon Diggs at all. I think I'm going to, you know, as an underdog player, as a fade, the the public type of player, I'm going to end up with a lot of spots like this where you're on the team that you know is worse and you're just hoping for the emotional letdown. You're hoping that the cadence of the calendar works against Buffalo, but it's not fun to be on those sides, but that's that's the life I've chosen. Tell me this, in your in your power poll, did you have, I haven't read it yet, have you, did you have Arizona or Buffalo number one? I took Arizona number one. I think they just deserve that spot. Look, and I always do this, I, I feel a little bit hypocritical because I always do it as, Okay, if these two teams played on a neutral field, who would I pick? If there was a pick And I'd obviously pick the Bills. But I think the body of work is in Arizona's favor. Look, we could say, oh, well, the Bills just beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. You know what? Beating the Rams in L.A. is a more, more quality win right now. And mm-hmm. I, I, it just is. Like, the Chiefs are not very good right now, especially on defense. So how can I go against a 5-0 and Arizona team that has probably a better quality win as their number one win against the Bills, who did lose opening day to the Steelers? Look, there's a whole body of work. I think Arizona deserves a top spot, although let's be real. If they played, you know, in, in Nebraska tomorrow on an empty field or, you know, on a neutral field and the, the line was a pickup, I'd take Buffalo without even a second thought. So I feel a little bit hypocritical, but I do think Arizona deserves a top spot. Well, let's uh, let's segue into that undefeated Arizona team. Uh, believe it or not, an underdog this week at Cleveland. Uh, the Browns have a pretty solid football team as well. Cleveland spotting the two and a half as the home team and the total is 50. So how many times do you see this? A, a Frank Schwab number one power rated team in October as an underdog. And, and it's not like the Browns are good. Maybe they're very good. It's not like the Browns are a juggernaut. I mean, they, they have a team that has good points and bad points. I still feel like Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham look like they met five minutes before every game. He's a, Beckham's another guy in fantasy. He's a name, but he's not putting any numbers up. Cardinals get disrespected here. Are you likely to, to take the home team? I don't know. This is a tough game for me. I, I you know initially thought, yeah, I, the Browns make sense. They've had look, they've had two really, really tough losses. I, I mean, that you look and you just shrug your shoulders and say, "Okay, you were winning at Kansas City and you ended up losing in the fourth quarter. You were winning at the Chargers. They end up coming back on you." I think the Chargers might be look. The Chargers might be. I have them maybe like just not that my power rankings are gospel, but I have them maybe seven. And I'm like, I'm way too low on this team. Way too low. They might be three, four. Like this is. This is a legitimate Super Bowl. So, you, you know, you lose at the Chargers. There's no shame in that. So you look and you say, well, the, the, maybe the Browns are the right side. But why would I Why would I pick against the Cardinals right now? What, what have they done other than play good football, win games? I know their offense didn't play well last week, but their defense sure did. And you're going to have to win. If you're going to be a great team, you've got to win games different ways. You can't 
win every game 38-31. You got to sometimes, you know, if, if your offense only goes going to score 17, you better give up only 10, and they sure did that. I, I think it's a well-rounded team. I don't know necessarily that I still trust, trust Cliff. I don't know if I ever will, but they're having a good year. They're good. Kyler's unbelievable. I, like you said, who who in the Browns' passing game is really scaring you? Although, they, they, you know, obviously they're fine last week. I, Odell's not that guy anymore. I, I don't know what's going on with Odell. I can't figure it out. I don't think he's washed up. I don't think Mayfield's a, a incompetent. I don't think Stefanski's a bad coach. There's no tangible reason for Odell Beckham not to be doing better. But so I'm just kind of a coin flip on this one. I, I don't know. I, I if you have a strong lean, I'm probably listening to you because I just look at this game as like I, I can make a good case for either side. There, there's a good case to be made that the Cardinals are being disrespected and the money line here is the right play. You know, if the Browns had won last week and it was like a 24-20 type of game, I would have been like, oh, look, the Browns have an excellent defense. The Niners showed that you can slow down the Arizona offense. But the Browns, not only did they lose, I don't want to get hung up on the win and the loss because the Browns easily could have won that game. But Justin Herbert you know, put up monstrous numbers. And the in the NFL, as I love the Browns defense, love it. But it's so hard to play defense. If you're up against a really good offense, they're just going to get 20, maybe 24, maybe 30. And there's not much you can do about it. I I, I, I haven't a chance to watch the Browns and Chargers game and, and tape again, but again, maybe you just can't stop Justin Herbert, Mike Williams, and Keenan Allen, and Austin Eckler right now. Maybe that's just a takeaway. It's not that the Browns did anything wrong on defense. It's hard for me. I'm like you. I'm waiting for Cliff Kingsbury to do something that frustrates me. I thought they really were in jeopardy of losing the entire game. It felt frustrating to tear up a 49ers, both money line and plus the spread ticket. Because I felt like the Niners were the right side before, during, and, and all through that game, but they didn't get the money. They, you know, Lance was not really ready to play. I don't think. I think they, I don't think they wanted Trey Lance to play, but they had to with Garoppolo hurt. I'm leaning Browns here. I, I feel like the Cardinals kind of do to stub their toe, but I, it's not with any conviction. I think this is a great game to watch. I don't think it's a great game to bet. I would also lean under in the total because I think the Browns will be able to run the ball and control the clock. They, they don't. They certainly don't want to play a shootout. They want. I think the Browns would love to replicate what the Niners did last week. Just come out with a win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they they could obviously run the ball. I mean, <laughs> I mean Nick Chubb. Like, I, he he's not a great fantasy asset because doesn't get the catches, doesn't, and not even getting the goal line work anymore because Kareem Hunt is kind of taking that role weirdly. But you watch him run. You talk about a guy. The difference between his real life value and his fantasy value. That Nick Chubb's up there too because real life he might be other than Derrick Henry the best running back in football. I mean McCaffrey. I'm just talking pure runner right now. Every time he touches the ball, he's electric. He's, he's picking up eight yards or 50 yards. Uh, he's, he is a heck of a running back. And then, oh, hey, here's a former Russian champ, Kareem Hunt, to come in as our number two. Like, I, I mean, they can they can seriously run the ball. It's a, it's a good football team. Yeah, he's really fun to watch. He can, he can do all the power runs, and he can also break away for for distance runs, too. And, he, and he's a good guy, smart. He's a, you know he's the type of guy who would go down when a, when a game salted away. Uh, to work on the clock, stuff like that. Meanwhile, Miles Sanders ran out of bounds on back-to-back carries, I want to say, in the Philadelphia game last week. You know, it's did you just learn to play football last week? So we got the Chiefs, um, you know, two and three, Kansas City Chiefs, although two of their losses, they they should have beaten Baltimore. And, the easily, you know, the Charger game could have gone either way too. But now they have to take out their frustrations in Washington against that football team where I don't know when their defense is showing up, but it hasn't shown up yet. The Chiefs are spotting six and a half, totals 55. I don't think you can make a total high enough. I don't bet a lot of totals, Frank, but 55. This I, Chiefs are going to get 30-plus. I think the football team will move the ball in Kansas City because you know you and me and, and nine colleagues at Yahoo, I think, could put up 27 on the Chiefs right now. So I like this game to go over. Um, it's just so tempting to say, okay, the Chiefs get right. They, they lay the wood here. But I, other than Mahomes, the ultimate deodorant stick, and, and Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, what do you really like about the Chiefs team? They don't have CEH. We, we'll see if they make a trade for a running back at some point this month. But defense is all sorts of problems. Orlando Brown was basically holding for his life against the Buffalo. I mean, is it the sucker side to take the Chiefs and lay the points? No, I just – maybe the Chiefs are just going to be this team where if they're playing a bad team, you bet them. If they're playing a good team, you bet against them. Because we all – we've talked – over and over and over about their issues against the spread, right? Like this, this is not a team that's covering point spreads. But I look at this number and I'm not. I don't think this is inflated. I honestly don't. I think that Washington has a lot of issues right now. Uh, they can't cover anybody. Their secondary is bad. They can't get to the quarterback. I, I like you said. How does Hunter Chiefs not score thirty in this game? Like they're going to Tyreek Hill. Like he's no matter what he costs in DFS this week, put him in your lineup and figure out the rest. Like he's going to go off, but. 
I, I just, I think that this is this is a game. Honestly, Scott, I'll tease it. I, I'll if you can give me the Chiefs, you know, it basically is a pick 'em. That's my side. I, I don't, I don't love the six and a half, but I'd do it if I had to because I just, I just can't make a great case for Washington right now. They're not playing good football. They're a team that I wanted to love. You wanted to love. I know we both talked about that in the offseason about we thought this team would win the NFC East. We thought this team would be a great bet on team. And then the defense never showed up. I, it's inexplicable to me, but that's where we are. And a team with this many defensive issues against the Kansas City Chiefs offense, I, I can't back them. Well, I, I know one side I, I picked as soon as I saw the line between the Dallas uh, in the Dallas New England game, I immediately knew I can only take Dallas. And I, and look, I know Belichick voodoo and all that. And they had they they uglied the game up and almost beat Tampa Bay, but they also almost lost to Houston. And the New England offense needs 17 play drives. They have no explosiveness. Their offensive line is riddled with injuries. Dallas has a perfect offense. They have two excellent running backs. They have a stable of great receivers. They're getting the tight end involved. Dak Prescott's excellent. And they have a defense that can take the ball away and make big plays. I think the Cowboys could go to the Super Bowl. Why are they only spotting four? Uh, the total is 49 if you're inclined on that. I, I, I well, Bill Belichick's the best coach of my generation. You need players. I don't think New England has enough players. I could only take the Cowboys here. What say you? And I think there's a good time to talk about home field again. I mean, this is a drummer beating, but I think from a betting aspect, the biggest story of the 2021 NFL season is home field advantage is dead. And last week, I, I just wrote this. I'm, I hope I don't get this wrong, but I think home teams were 6-9 against the spread. I took out the London game, obviously, because I don't view that as a home game. I mean, so you're basically saying that if you're given any points to the Patriots for home field, you're probably doing it wrong because that just doesn't exist. It just doesn't anymore. Maybe a point. And you're right. Like, even the, Patri- like the Patriots let Davis Mills carve them them up uh, it was crazy to watch that game davis mills who got torched against the bills the week before he looked like he should never play another nfl game all of a sudden comes out and just he's just picking them apart and and patriots fans got mad at me i wrote winners and losers i basically said yeah they got the win but this team is not good like they're not going to the playoffs after spending oodles and oodles of money in the offseason and everyone's like oh apparently you don't even know who was out for them and i'm like well okay yeah they had a lot of offensive linemen out but any of their defensive injuries shouldn't have it shouldn't have caused Davis Mills looking like 1989 Joe Montana. Like that's just it was a ridiculously bad game for the Patriots. If the Texans were better coached, they win that game. That stupid punt they did was just unbelievably bad, and it let the Patriots get back in the game. I've got it with you. I can't have the Patriots here. I just can't. I, the The Cowboys' offense is too good. I, I worry about you know the Cowboys aren't going to go undefeated against the spread. I, they're going to have to lose one against the spread sometime. They're five and zero, oh, but I don't know that. I don't really know that this is the spot. The Patriots have done nothing to impress me this year. Their two wins are against the Jets and a lucky, honestly lucky win against Houston. And I don't know if this, this is the kind of team I, I can back. I, I'm not saying I'm going to put a, a house payment or anything on the Cowboys. But yeah, that, that's the side. I, I don't really see any way to get away from it. I would get it on this early, too. I think this line's only going to go up because the public's going to, they're going to want to bet on Dallas. I mean, there's just a handful of teams where, and even if you're not a Cowboys fan, the NFL is just better if the Cowboys are good. College football is better if Notre Dame is good. College basketball needs Duke to be, you know, a love them, hate them team. I, I just think the NFL is more interesting. The Cowboys are great, even though it, you know, it ruins everything I thought about the football team. I just burn anything I said before the season about Washington. Please just burn it, take it to your local dump, and trash it because it's proven to be incorrect. And uh, if Belichick can do it, man, if he can somehow pull it out this week. But, I mean, at some point, I mean, you know, they, they had a losing record last year. You know, I mean, at some point you have to admit that they just don't have the talent to match up with some of these other teams. I'm not one of these. I'm not one of these. It has to be Tom or Bill because I think they're both the greatest of all time of with their mm-hmm. respective spots. But I think we have to point out that let's say they miss the playoffs this year, which I think if we had to place the ticket right now, we'd put no, they're not going to make the playoffs. That means that since 2003 – They've been without Tom Brady three seasons, and I'm counting 2008. They've missed the playoffs all three times without Tom Brady, if that happens this year. Whereas I think it was 15 and 16 since 2016 or 2003 with uh, with Brady at quarterback. So you look and you say, well, you know, I, I, I'm not saying it, that Belichick's being exposed. You're going to hear some some weird takes on that if if this team ends up going, you know, seven and ten or something. But hey, it's got to be put out there that. Without Tom Brady, that this team struggles. They they're not the same team. They're not, and this team I don't think is very good. And I don't think they're going to the playoffs. Yeah, you got to have players. They, they did go eleven and five in the Matt Castle season, and one of the they, they were smashing people. You know what they say about that, Scott? Is they took a decrease of five wins from the year before. That was a sixteen and zero team they took over. True, true. And I, I mean that 
that team, that, that 2017 to me is the greatest team of all time. I know they lost the Super Bowl, whatever. But yeah, yeah, they did go 11 and five, but they were kind of 16. If, if Brady plays all season, I think they would have made another run at five, 15, one or something. Like that. Call me crazy, but I think they actually could have gone to the Super Bowl had they made the playoffs. They played Arizona, who uh, the Cardinals went to the Super Bowl that year. They played them very late in the season and beat them like 47 to seven or something like that. I, they were absolutely destroying people late in the season, but they one of the rare eleven and five teams that didn't make the playoffs. That was that was a very interesting New England season. Anyway, bet the Cowboys this week, and when they lose, you can yell at Frank and I. Uh, NFL rivalries don't get much better than the Packers and the Bears. Let's see if Justin Fields wants to throw his hat into this ring for the rivalry. Yeah, the Bears are at home; they're catching four and a half. The total is just forty-four and a half. The Bears look—they want to play nineteen seventy-five football. They're high. They've been scheming away from fields through uh, three games. They're not running him much. I know he's a little bit dinged up. They're trying to throw about 20 passes a game. They have Williams and, and Herbert as their running backs. I think they both get double digit carries in this game. I even think Herbert is, is fantasy playable if you need to go that route. Meanwhile, the Packers, they played the horrible game against New Orleans, throw it out. They've pretty much been the Green Bay brand name that we expected since then. Are you taking the bait on the home favorite in this one? I don't know. I don't know what to make of the Bears. What do you make? I, I'll, I'll turn it back on you because I, I'm... This is the one team, and I wrote this in Power Rankings, that everybody would be like, wow, the, the Bears are three and two? I was that way. I was like, well, I guess the Bears are three and two. One, two, three. Yeah, yeah, they got the third. But, you know, they, they looked down at last week, but who knows how much the, the whole Raiders circus was affecting them. What do you make of Do you think this is a, a – let me I'll just ask you a, a simple question. How many wins did the Bears end up with at the end of the season? They're three and two right now. It feels like a seven or eight win team to me at best. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean – that would mean they go what four? My my math sucks, but uh, they go four and and eight the rest of the year. I don't know. They maybe they're a little bit better than that. I I I have a trouble with this game because you just want to take the Packers, but it's over four, which is a key number still to me. Is the Bears at home? It is a rivalry. If if home field matters at all, it doesn't. But whatever. I I just worry about the Bears getting behind because, like you said, they want to they want to throw twenty times a game, and that's fine if you're ahead. If you're losing fourteen zip, it ain't good. Nah, it ain't gonna work for you very often, and so I guess I'll lean Bears, but I don't have any conviction towards it whatsoever. I'm gonna lean Packers, and the reason why is I could just shoot a hole in everything that all of Chicago's wins. Okay, they beat Cincinnati. Joe Burrow played about as poor a game as he could play, a game that doesn't match up with the rest of his career to this point. To be honest, they beat Detroit in a game where the yardage was even. Detroit had a bunch of deep penetration early in that game, and they they kept going for it and not getting any points. It's, and I don't blame Dan Campbell for that. I think Campbell's actually doing a really good job with a bad hand in Detroit. But that's a game that I felt like was a coin flip game. The Bears happened to win the coin flip. And then they get the Raiders at the perfect time where the Scruton thing explodes. That had to be a distraction for the Raiders, and, and they ambushed them there. I still don't think Chicago's good. I'm afraid, Like you, I'm afraid of if they have to – throw fields into positions they really don't want to. Um, we know Matt Nagy's probably coaching for his job has already been the play sheet has, has already changed hands on this team. They're missing their best running back. Uh, they can't seem to get their best wide receiver going. And at least Green Bay, I, I can hang my hat on a few things like Rogers, like Devontae Adams, you know, like, like the running backs. So both of them are playing well right now. I feel like Green Bay is going to get, even though Chicago's defense is good, it's the NFL is the league where they, don't want anybody to play defense. So I think, feel like Green Bay is going to get their 27. Can Chicago keep up? So even though taking a, a home favorite always feels a little bit suckery, maybe maybe less now that home field advantage is, is just withering away, I, I have to lean Packers here. Yeah, it makes sense. And also, like, you know, the Packers obviously missed Jair Alexander last week. Or, I mean, Jamar Chase was torch at secondary. But can the Bears take advantage of that? Probably not. Like, I mean, that that's one of those things where you say – the, the Packers' biggest weakness right now might be their their defense, and specifically not having Jair Alexander, who's turned into a number one corner. But the Bears can't take advantage of it. So what does it really matter? As we transition to the lightning round, we'll stick with a really good rivalry matchup, the Raiders and Broncos. I can hear Charlie Jones's pipes as I talk about this game. So what do the Raiders do after the whole Gruden snafu? They go to Denver. Denver spotting three and a half. Total is 44 and a half. Yeah, the Broncos are just a solid football team. They're not a great team. They're probably going to be a playoff team, I think, in, in the very watered-down AFC West, uh, AFC East, uh, AFC Conference, easy for me to say. They're, they're solid. I don't think they have any upside in the playoffs, but they have a good defense. They have skill talent I like. I'm, I'm not a Vic Fangio guy. Bridgewater has kind of been the right quarterback for them, just to steady the ship a little bit. 
I think the Raiders' defense has been a little bit smoke and mirrors. Man, they played an awful game last last week. I can't see how they they come in with with any level of focus after all the stuff. That, all the questions are going to be asked this week about where is this organization and oh, who knows? Maybe we'll galvanize them. Maybe we'll be like, hey, we we, we got to make a statement here that you know we're, we're a good football team and we're not defined by what just happened. Maybe, maybe they do that. But you know, Denver is one of the few road stadiums where I think they still have an advantage because no matter what you do with the crowd and all the, all the officiating, you can't change the atmosphere. It's still the thin air. It's still an advantage for Denver. So I lean towards laying the three and a half here. What do you say? I'll probably be on the Raiders and just on the short term galvanize. I, I hate to use that whole situation as a as a handicapping angle, but hey, the game's out there. We're, we're trying to bet it. I, yeah, as long, I, and I think I'm going to wait too. I think this line's going to go up. I think you'll get four. And then I'll be I'll be fine taking the Raiders. I still haven't given up on them being a good team. I, last week was just a mess, but I think that they can rally the troops a little bit, keep this one close, maybe even pull off a win. I I just I don't know that I it, look it wouldn't surprise me either if it's twenty one zip in the first quarter. Like I mean that 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 could happen this week with all the stuff going on. But I'm gonna go with hey they they're gonna rally the troops at least for one week and and we're gonna see I think a, a pretty good effort by a, a us against the world type of Raiders team this week. I'll give you a fantasy tip. Javante Williams at some point is going to take over this Denver backfield. It's happening. Go get him now if you can. Melvin Gordon. Uh, I'm Wisconsin. Wisconsin guy. I love Melvin Gordon. But Javante sure. Williams is their best running back, and it frustrates me every week to walk Vic, walk, watch Vic Fangio just keep pounding it with Gordon. Like, no, no, he's not your best guy. I, I understand. Maybe an 80-20 split. That's fine. Give Gordon 20% of the – Javante needs to play and play more. This offense is, is just not operating at full speed. So, Frank, I know one thing that we like to do – during the year is monitor the MVP race. And we can do that when we watch a delicious, I, I should have had this game up earlier and I apologize, but the Chargers with Justin Herbert and, and just one heck of a football team traveled to Baltimore and man, Lamar Jackson, we're, we're going to remember, we just saw one of the best games of the year that we're going to see that comeback for Baltimore Monday night was amazing. Jackson w- was so good. Hollywood Brown, it's happening, man. I mean, if, if he had held a couple of those touchdown passes at, Detroit, he'd be the wide receiver one right now. As it is, he's easily a top 10 receiver, I think, in fantasy. Open all the time. Mark Andrews had a monster game. So there's this star power all over the place. Uh, they also have good personnel on defense, but the NFL is a offensive league now. The Ravens spotting the traditional three at home. Totals 51. Man, I, I, I don't know. I have a great handicapping angle here, although the Chargers, you know, I, I think I like the depth of their roster a little bit better. And the Ravens, maybe they're... Both teams want emotional games, but the Ravens on the short week, I'm going to lean Chargers here. Mostly, I just want to have a good seat for this one. Uh, me too, but I do have an angle here, and I think the wrong team's favored. I really do. I think they wow. run to the window and take the Chargers. I think they're the better team. Look, let's let's really dissect the Ravens this season. They're the only 0-3 team in the NFL as a favorite this year. They got really, really lucky, obviously, against the 0-5 Lions team. They lost to the Raiders, which isn't aging that well. They, I mean, yeah, they beat the Chiefs. Great win. Came back to do that and had the fumble at the end. The Colts are one and four, and they were losing 22 3 at home in that game. Great come. Lamar played out of his mind. He, he's phenomenal, and anybody's still doubting him. I don't think that there's really that many people. I think that's a little bit of a straw man. We see on Twitter anytime Lamar plays well. But anybody out there who is doubting Lamar still, you're wrong. He's great, uh, period. But you look and you say, when have the Ravens really looked great? What, at Denver? Okay, well, how, how good's Denver? Whereas the Chargers, their only loss is last second field goal to the Cowboys. No shame in that whatsoever. They've looked good every other turn. I think that I, I think back to the playoff game a few years ago when Derwin James really did a great job as, as almost a spy of Lamar. I think that was Lamar's rookie year. He really struggled in that game. Derwin James is kind of one of those defense players I love who can really kind of combat Lamar a little bit. You're, you're never taking him out of the game, but you, you can at least use him as a spy, whereas nobody else in the NFL really can. I, I think that I think the Chargers are the better team here. I'm going to have money line. I, I probably will have a little bit of points, but I just think they went straight up. I think they're a much better team than the Ravens right now. I, I think the Ravens are good, you know, but I think their four and one record is a little fake. I think it's a little Fugazi. I don't know that they, they've played that well. They're winning games. Hats off to you winning games, but we both know if you're playing this high wire act in the NFL and that, and that coin is flipping on heads every time for you, it's unsustainable. That's not going to happen all year. The Chargers are just honestly the better team. And since I'm not giving the Ravens much for home field advantage, again, I think the wrong team's safe. You know, I am glad that the Ravens got that Monday night win because if the Colts had won that game in part because of the Jack Doyle flop, 
where he he went down he went down like he was shot you know by a sniper you know it's like come on he if, was the one that instigated it yeah that was a terrible call. i mean how the officials miss all that stuff and what a joke that was but uh, you know what um you're right you're right the ravens do have uh, look lamar's great harbaugh the infrastructure um there's a lot of things to like about the ravens but that offensive line has issues and uh, i think you can move the ball on their, de- on their defense i mean the colts certainly did and i i just like everything about the chargers i the chargers felt like one of those teams where if they get the coach right they've already got the quarterback right they, and, and on his first contract so you can take advantage of that with the setup of your team mike williams one thing the Chargers got wrong is they didn't uh, pick up the option on Mike Williams and he's having I don't I generally kind of shy away from the contract year angle in the NFL because everybody is is kind of one year away from being cut anyway so I feel like everybody's got the pressure to, to come through but Mike Williams is, seems to be taking it personally that they didn't redo his deal he's having a month remember he was a basically a lottery pick um, if you let me use that phrase in the NFL the number one over Keenan right now right Keenan Allen is a superstar like I mean they have Two superstar receivers. Donald Parham is showing. I mean, my goodness. Right. And Austin Eckler, even when Austin Eckler doesn't try to score a touchdown, he winds up in the end zone. So, uh, you know, I I also wish I had anybody to go with him in the Charles Robinson League. I have Eckler and like nothing else. I may have to trade Eckler for parts. And it's very depressing to me. But you've sold me. The Chargers, along with the Cowboys, are, wouldn't that be a fun Super Bowl, uh, are going to be one of my five picks this week. So, Frank, when I looked at the Minnesota-Carolina game, I thought it'd be a straight three, maybe even Carolina by three and a half. I know the Panthers played a really poor end game against Philly. Darnold played his worst game of the year by far, but I still like this Carolina team. And if, if nothing else, this line is telling you that they think Minnesota is the better team on a neutral field. I don't buy it. Uh, totals 45 and a half, by the way, if you want to bet that over at BetMGM. I'm going to be punching the Panthers unless you talk me out of it. No, same way. I, I'm not. They really frustrated me last week. I thought I had that minus three nailed, uh, and they're up 15-3. They're dominating that game. Jalen Hurts looks terrible. And then the Sam Darnold interception machine starts. And uh, I mean, that's... Block punt, too. Yeah, and the block punt. It's just like, ah, They're going to look back at that game and say, if they miss the playoffs especially, they're going to look back at that game and say, what business do we have losing that game? Because we dominated it for three quarters, at least. I, I still think the Panthers are a good team. I don't know why the Vikings are getting this respect. I mean, what, because they beat the Lions? Hey, huzzah, good job. Like, I mean, that, uh, yeah, Panthers all day. I really, this is one of my top five of the week. And uh, yeah, I just, if I'm, if I'm on the wrong side, I'm on the wrong side. But I still believe in this Panthers team, although they really, really did frustrate me last week. So the Rams are going to have some extra preparation time after getting that win at Seattle. Um, they played Geno Smith at the end of that game. Will they play Daniel Jones or will it be the, the Glennon show? We don't know yet. Jones is in concussion protocol. Giants as a home team are catching 10 and a half points. Totals 47 and a half. I hate games with double digit spreads, especially with the quarterback uncertainty. I also feel like the Giants can't pick a lane just when I think they're scrappy. You know, they went at New Orleans last week. They did just about nothing right. I, I know it's hard to take it seriously when Barkley got hurt, when Jones got hurt, but man, they, they sure played a, I think in every phase, they played a very poor football game last week. Uh, how you lean on this one? I, I don't even, honestly, Scott, I can't even have a pick here. You don't know Daniel Jones going to play. We think Saquon's going to be out. We don't know about Shepard. We don't know about Slayton. We don't know even about Kadarius Tony, who it looks like after his breakout, breakout game, his foot injury might keep him out. How could you even pick this game, really? I guess if he made me right now, I'd take the Rams just because of the uncertainty. But again, uh, laying 10 and a half on the road isn't against a Giants team that they, they're not awful they're not incapable they're not good but they're not incapable i i couldn't do it i'm not gonna have any pennies on this game unless somehow i can i I can still get that spread when the news starts leaking out about jones and barkley and tony and all these guys because it's just they're gonna get blown out if they don't if they don't don't have those players they're they're not gonna compete i agree with you i'll make my pick and pick as late as i can in this game and it won't be anything that i actually put actual pnl money on well, can I interest you in a bet on the Bengals at the Lions? Uh, Detroit is a three-point underdog at home. Totals 48 and a half. I, I don't know what to do. Do you believe in the Bengals? They got a little bit of scrappiness. I mean, Burrow looks solid. Chase, I, I thought Chase was the wrong pick in the moment. i totally rescinding that. He looks fantastic. And, and you know, whatever he was doing all summer, I guess, doesn't mean anything. Because he's just toying with people. And he's looking like he's going to have a Justin Jefferson type of season. The other Cincinnati skill talent is good. The defense is actually interesting. I'll say this for the Lions. They play hard for Dan Campbell. I think he was the right hire for this team, but they still find a way to lose every week. Uh, which way do you lean on this one? You know, look at it this way. I think if we look at the BetMGM split at the end of the week, 
how, who's on the Bengals, who's on the Lions, especially at the spread. It's going to be 85-15 on the Bengals, maybe 90-10. Who's taking the Lions here? So just a contrarian in me, I'm going to take Lions. I, I think that it's one of those Lions are playing hard. They're, they're, they really do scrap. They've been in every single game, maybe not the Bears game, but as you pointed out, they played them pretty even. They just could, they, they just came away without points on a lot of deep drives. Uh, every week, they're, they're, they just want to get this win so bad, and you can tell it's just going to be this amazing celebration for them when they get this win. You can tell Dan Campbell wants it bad. I, and I think there's a game they can win. The Bengals are good. They can put up a lot of points, and, and maybe they do in this game, but you look at the last couple of weeks, Struggled with Jacksonville, which is not a good sign. But okay, maybe that's Thursday night, and then they come back. and I don't think they really looked that great against the Packers most of that game, other than Jamar Chase. Really, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Lions and just hey, maybe 85 percent of you, 90 percent of you who are beyond the Bengals will laugh at me at the end of it. But I just look at this as a contrarian play that they're begging you to take the Bengals, so I'm gonna be on the Lions. Yeah, yeah, I think you sold me. I think I'm going to be on Detroit, too. In the final game, uh, the Colts, what do they do after somehow blowing that game Monday? Well, they go back home, spotting 10 to the Houston Texans, who, hey, let's give them credit. They, You're right. They did some really dumb things with the lead against New England. But for the most part, Houston played a good football game. Can Davis Mills be a professional quarterback? They found somebody to throw to other than Brandon Cooks. I think this 10-point spread is too many. Uh, if you're interested in the total, it's 43 and a half. I don't, I don't know how the Colts, I, I guess there's one school of thought of, okay, well, the Colts should have won Monday. They'll get the win. They'll rebound and, and all that. I think you lose a game Monday the way they lost it. I think it's hard to come back sharp the next week because they needed that win desperately. They may feel like their season is over. I don't, I think Houston's just bad. I don't think they're like generationally bad. I, I realize, I think the problems with Houston are upstairs. They're with the organization. I don't think the talent here is, I think this is like just like a three and 14, four and 13 team. I don't think it's like, oh my God, they should lose every game. And of course they already have bagged a win. I think Houston can hang around. I certainly can't take the Colts and spot the 10. Yeah, I think Texans is the right side. Colts don't deserve to be double digit favorites against anybody. I, I will say if you're trying to talk yourself into the Colts, and look, I was riding that Colts bandwagon. I've done my confessions, uh, my sins of liking the Colts and liking Frank Reich and, and thinking Carson Wentz could be something. But they did look like they, it was a loss. I get that. And it was a bad loss, but they did look like they were turning a corner. Michael Pittman's a really good player. And Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor played really, really well. Thank you, Jonathan, for that plus 900 first touchdown bet I made on you. And they just, the defense looked really good for three, uh, two and a half quarters. They're coming around. They're playing better. But yes, I do wonder what, what does that do to you when you lose on a Monday night like that? Now you're one and four. I guess, I don't think they're going to be thinking the season's over just because they're in the same division as the Tennessee Titans who aren't going to run away from them maybe I, I thought they might but they're not but I can't lay 10 there, there's no way it, it's got to be Texans here I, I might even end up playing them if it gets over 10 I, the Texans have competed in every game except the Bills game but the Bills are maybe the best team of football so yeah it's Texans for me I, I hope the Colts can win just to keep some hope alive for my division bets on them, but uh, they did look better but no, no do not lay 10 points with the Colts here that would be foolish Totally agree on that. So that completes our look at the week six NFL slate. If you need more betting advice uh, across any sport, and again, the Angel season is starting Tuesday night. So you may want to bet hockey. Frank, Frank Schwab's a, a noted uh, NHL handicapper, by the way. Be sure to subscribe to the Yahoo Sportsbook Daily on your podcast platform of choice. And you can get social with us if you're on Twitter. I'm Scott underscore Pianowski. You can catch Frank over at Yahoo Schwab and get all your fantasy news, analysis, memes, all the fun stuff, GIFs, GIFs, however you say that. Yahoo Fantasy is how you keep track of that. Matt, Dalton, they're back tomorrow, Stat Nerd Thursday, and they'll give you an extra special preview of the Bucks and Eagles game. You'll want to tune into that. Until then, straight cash, homie. Go over to BetMGM. Make some bets. See you around. Right.